You're listening to the Student to Student Podcast. I'm your host, James O'Douda. This podcast is made possible by the Student Life Network, your resource hub for all things school, and Canada's Luckiest Student, the largest student giveaway in Canada. Today we have Janet McDonald, who has over 10 years of experience in university admissions and scholarship consulting. She's the founder of My Campus GPS, a company that guides students through all the questions they have when going to post-secondary schools. So how are you doing today, Janet? I'm great, thanks, James. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no problem. Um, so the first thing I want to ask is scholarships and why are they so important to a student's success? Right. Well, I mean, the obvious reason, of course, is money and it's the best kind of money and, you know, it's free money. You don't have to pay back. Um, but, it, and I, I think students also don't consider the uh, impact of that money as well. So even, for example, a $1,000 scholarship, um, a student would have to work about 75 or 80 hours in a minimum wage part-time job to earn the equivalent of a $1,000 scholarship. So it can give them a lot of, you know, it can make a lot of impact, even a, even a small one, you know. Um, the other uh, benefits of scholarships that not a lot of people consider as well is that when you win a scholarship, even if it's a small one, you know, that's a that, you know, an impressive cred credential that you can put on, for example, you know, subsequent scholarship applications on a job application, you know, it could mean the difference between you and another candidate who doesn't have something like that on their credential or on their on their record. Um, and there's also, you know, like what can happen with scholarships is that once you win one, it can help you to win more in the future because of this credentialing, right? And so if you win one, for example, in high school, it can help you to win more subsequently throughout, you know, your university career. And again, if you're applying to something, you know, competitive programs like medicine or something like that, these types of credentials can be really valuable so, to you to separate you from the, from the crowd. So is that just valuable to have on your resume and it just kind of shows that you have already um, met the requirements for one of them or how does that help you get more scholarships? Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. Any type of credential, I guess you would say that's on your record, it shows that you've achieved something and students who have achieved something in the past have more potential, I guess you would say, to achieve in the future. That doesn't mean that if you haven't, if you didn't win any, that it's impossible for you to for to do these things without it. But it just it's a it's a helpful thing, an impressive thing to have on your record. So, what should a student do if they feel like they would never meet the requirements for a certain scholarship that they wanted? Um, well, if they, if it's a specific one that they want, I mean, they, you know, the requirements are set out by the funder, and it is the funder, the, the organization that is offering the scholarship, they make um, all of the decisions around the, the awarding of the scholarship. So, you know, there may be a chance that the student would, um, would meet the um, would win the award even if they don't meet all of the qualifications but obviously if you're looking towards scholarships you want to be um, planning for the things that scholarships are looking for yeah. you know they're looking for students sometimes with universities for example grades are a factor grades are not a factor in scholarships sometimes not a, a 
not a consideration for scholarships that are not awarded by universities. So there are two different kinds, you know, buckets, I guess you would say. There are the ones that are awarded by universities and colleges, and then there are ones that are offered by organizations outside of, you know, the universities and colleges. So these are all of the other ones. We call them external scholarships. So they would be, you know, employers, banks, insurance companies, sports organizations, community, you know, um, um, organizations and things like that. They um, may or may not require grades and they're looking for more things like, you know, volunteering in your community, um, some kind of, you know, volunteer experience often. So, you know, getting some kind of volunteer experience is probably the best way to set yourself up to qualify for scholarships. You know, having solid grades helps. Um, but the, the volunteerism and kind of like getting a little bit involved in your community, that's usually what um, makes you more eligible for scholarships. So my so, advice would be to start to participate more in your community. So it's almost like all of your extracurriculars have more to do with getting scholarships than the actual grades do if you're applying to stuff outside of school. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, because sometimes, like I say, they don't even uh, require grades on a scholarship application, some of those ones external to the universities. And if they do, they tend to be more like maybe a 75 average or, you know, something like that. That's kind of solid, but not stellar. Um, it's the other, the extracurriculars that they're more, um, more uh, interested in students having. Should students take that like spreadshot approach and apply to as many scholarships as possible? Or should they kind of like narrow in on one or one or two that they really want and kind of focus all their attention on those? Mm. Well, that's a good question. I get that question a lot. And you know, it makes sense that the more scholarships you apply for, the more chances you have to win, right? Yeah. And that's just, you know, numbers, right? Um, but having said that, you don't want to wear yourself out applying for things that you're not even in the ballpark for, right? Yeah. So I would say, you know, look at the qualifications, uh, the requirements. Um, if you meet those requirements, apply. Uh, and you really need to make time to do that. Uh, applying for one or two, your odds, you know, are less than, uh, you know, applying for more. <laughs> Obviously, you have to have, you know, a good application. You have to generally meet the qualifications. But if you do the more, um, uh, applying for more, then you have more chances to win. Is there like a cap you would put on, say like apply for like 20 or something like that before? Because then after that, you notice students get tired out or is it just like whatever works for you? No, it's whatever works for you. And, you know, the the best method, if you want to get really, um, if you want to get really professional about <laughs> it, is to create some good content. So you have your extracurricular activities list, you know, you have that, you have a good um, essay that you've created, you know, that can, you know, you can use um, some great master content, I guess is what it is. And then what you do is you then use that same content over and over again in, in scholarship applications. They're all different but many of them are similar in what they're looking for. So if you can create this great master content, obviously it has to be good. You can't be just recycling garbage, you know, over yeah. and over. <laughs> um, so if it's great content, what you can do is then use that same content. Obviously you want to tailor it to the specific 
specific uh, applications, but generally you can, you know, copy and paste parts of that and just reuse it over and over and just tailor it to that specific. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say just like change the name of who's getting the scholarship in a couple words here and there and kind of use the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, would probably change more than just a few words. I mean, you want to really tailor it, you know, but often the questions can be quite similar. So the, the once you create that um, content once, it's much easier to then just kind of, you know, use the same information with tailoring it over and over again. And that, I will tell you, that is how students win scholarships, and that is how students win multiple scholarships that's what i teach because it works so this kind of leads into my next question there um is it true that if only one person applies to a scholarship they get it it could be that could be the case um it's possible um but it's not a definite because and the reason why is because all scholarships are different because the scholarship is determined by the funder and they determine everything about the scholarship and all of the funders are different. So they set the terms, they have, they have the final say in everything. So some funders might say, well, you know, it's the only one. So yeah, give it to him or her. Um, and some funders might say, no, we're not going to award it this time around. Paying for school could be easier than you thought. This year, Student Life Network is giving away a life-changing prize package of cash, trips, shopping sprees, tech, and more to one lucky Canadian student. But you can only win if you're in the draw. Enter now at canadasluckystudent.com backslash REF backslash podcast. Again, that's canadasluckystudent.com backslash REF backslash podcast for your chance to win. Thanks for listening, everyone. How many scholarships go unclaimed in a given school year just because people don't apply to it? Do you, is there a number for that? There isn't a number because not, there's no one kind of central place where all scholarships are administered. You know, they're kind of yeah. all over the place. So no one really knows. We do hear the, you know, millions of dollars in scholarships go unawarded every year, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that's true, but... I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the if it's somewhat true because um, the thing is is that I'm contacted every year by organizations who ask me to advertise their scholarships because it's a week away from the um, from the deadline and they have no applications for them. And the reason why is because some of these, a lot of these organizations, but some of them in particular, they don't have huge advertising budgets to get the information out there. Maybe they're not on um, the search engines. Maybe they're not, you know, they have a couple of thousand dollars to give away to a student. And sometimes they can't give the money away because there's no, nobody knows about it, right? Yeah. So, um, so some, sometimes I think that could happen. And one, in one of these cases, one of the awards that the people contacted me, it was for $50,000. And, <laughs> and they, had, they had very few applications oh for God. it. So the, I'm not saying that they're all like that, but I'm saying that, you know, there are various reasons why um, scholarships could go unclaimed every year. So you never know what your chances are really until you apply. 
Now, you know, there are some that are highly um, advertised. They are, you know, $100,000. They are very competitive. And, you know, they're, they're, that's kind of like one end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum are ones where there are no grades are required. Like, for example, there's one um, that's offered by a hot tub manufacturer. And for that particular scholarship, what you have to do is write an essay. It's like 500 words or less or something. Write an essay about how hot tubs make our lives better. <laughs> okay. No grades, no activities, no references, just hot tubs. So, I mean, anybody could apply for that particular award, right? That's unreal. <laughs> so, you know, obviously there's like the one end of the spectrum with the 100,000 like highly competitive. There's the hot tub one on the other on the other end. Most of them are somewhere in the middle. You know, solid grades, they're not necessarily stellar, maybe no grades and just some volunteer, you know, experience and whatever. Now, I do want to say that that scholarships are based on merit. And that means that you have to earn them in some way. They're different than bursaries. Bursaries are based usually almost exclusively on demonstrated financial need. So usually merit doesn't come into play with bursaries, yeah. but scholarships, that is what they're based on. So you do have to earn it in some way, right? <laughs> you do have to write the essay about the hot tubs. Um, you might have to have a certain grade average. You might have to have leadership experience or whatever, but like I say, they're, they're usually somewhere in the middle there. So how, because there's this huge range of scholarships, how do students know which one is right for them? Is it like a case-by-case -case, um, thing on what scholarships they should apply for? Well, I would say that, yes, because, I mean, you do have to read the, um, read the um, requirements quite, you know, thoroughly so that you know, like, is this something that I should use my time to apply for but if you meet those requirements then yes you should apply you and the, the thing that i want to get across to people as well is that you know a lot of times students will think well when i have free time i'm going to look for scholarships when i have free time i'm, I'm going to apply for lots of scholarships but you know when you think about it who has free time these days <laughs> there, there's no there is no free nothing time. yeah if you're waiting for free time to do this stuff, it's never going to happen. So you need to make time to, to actively seek them out and actively make the time to make those applications. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a big thing that people, a mind shift that people need to kind of understand. And with those um, scholarships, this question just popped in my head with like the big ones with the $100,000 ones, whatever, are they like, um, it, does that ha also have like a super high grade restriction on it that you need like a 95 or above and then along with probably like a huge essay as well? Well, with those ones and there, there are a few that I'm thinking of in particular, the, the minimum average I believe is around an 85 or an 80%. But I will say that as long as students have those solid grades, they're looking um, more, um, it, a student with, for example, an 85 versus a 95 or a 97 or something, it doesn't matter. As long as you meet the minimum, that's fine. They're looking more for leadership and kind of, um, you know, students who have really put themselves out there to contribute to their community. They're looking for the, you know, that type yeah. of Okay. Um, so then 
also as well because this i feel like this applied to me as well because i didn't look for scholarships in my first couple years of university and then in my fourth year i was like there's no scholarships to me for for me sorry so are there scholarships available to like the students in like later in their university's career like say year four year five and where should they look for those yeah so um there are there are scholarships for students who are current university students and often it doesn't matter what year you are in just as long as you are currently in a degree granting program or sometimes it might be diploma or whatever if you're in college so um <clears throat> so yes there are those i think um that's not my personal area of expertise but um definitely on the the search engines and um looking at your department whatever department you're in um you know the you're in your major department um and through your university or your college um and also in your community so for example there's there are like a, you know i can think of one for example a women's organization and they offer scholarships for student for for females in a certain um in a certain uh program you know at the university level so there are still scholarships that are out there for current university students there aren't as many the, the majority of scholarships are for, you know, grade 12 students who are entering university for the first time, but there are still some for current students. So I just want to bring this up as well. Your website, uh, My Campus GPS, what exactly do you do through that website and how do you think it, like, how do you benefit students as well? Is it more just helping them find scholarships to apply for or do you also help them write the actual application? Okay, so I do both. Um, and I work mainly with high school students and their parents to educate them about scholarships and kind of the admissions process and the two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of like how that all works, basically. I help students to find scholarships. I do not help. I do not find them for them. <laughs> I tell them the best strategies to use to find their own scholarships. Of course, I know some off the top of my head that I suggest yeah. to them. Um, so that's how I help them to find scholarships, but where the value from, for, you know, using my services comes in is really when they are learning how to make their applications and specifically how to write their essays. So I spend a lot of time, I have an essay writing workshop, for example, where I take them through how to write a scholarship essay. They're all different, but they're similarities. There are things that you should always do. There are things that you should never do, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, my expertise is really kind of in the, in that area. So you just mentioned it there, some things students should never do. So what do you see is like the biggest mistake that students do when applying for scholarships? Um, do you mean specifically on the essay or just? Uh, yeah, more on like the essay and even with choosing scholarships, like if some students like kind of shoot too high and you just, it's just like, there's just no way they're going to get that scholarship. Well, even if they shoot too high, there's some benefit to actually completing applications. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good exercise to do no matter if you win or not, right? So because, because if you do it properly, what you're doing is you are examining your experiences, you are reflecting on the learning that came out of those experiences, and um, you know, learning more about yourself and how to communicate your, um, your skills, your qualities, 
<clears throat> excuse me, and um, you know, um, ex you're learning through that experience to others. And that's really kind of the, the mistake as well is that students often will just basically kind of take their, their resume or their list of activities and just say, I did this and then I did that and then I did this and then I did that. And it's just basically a grocery list of their activities. There's no self-reflection. There's no um, demonstration of self-knowledge. Uh, you know, it would be much better <laughs> if they took one of those experiences and talked about that in a deeper way and talked about how this experience was, why it was important to them, what they learned from that experience, how they're going to use that learning in the future, you know, and really doing that self-reflection piece. The purpose of the essay is to get to know you as a person. It is not to just give, regurgitate a grocery list of your successes, okay? So, or your experiences or whatever it is. Um, and that should, you know, help students to feel more comfortable in a way of writing it because it's really not about, you know, like, oh, I'm so great. It's about, I did this thing and it meant a lot to me. And this is what I learned from it. And this is why I think it will be important to me in the future. And this is how I think I can help others through, you know, that learning. So that essay is almost like the show your work kind of statement of like a math problem on a test. Yeah, it's the yeah. show don't tell. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so and that's what you say would be what students make the most mistake on is they almost do that grocery list instead of picking one and then expanding on it. Right, correct. So my last question here is, when it comes to program specific scholarships in university, like I myself, I went to Ryerson's RTA uh, program, and they have an RTA specific scholarship. Would you say kids should apply for those when going into those uh, programs as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, the applicant pool <laughs> would be smaller than, you know, applying for one that's national, for example, yeah. you would, I mean, you would think it would be smaller, the applicant pool. Um, and it, it would, it, it would presumably, if you're going into those programs, <laughs> you've considered other options and you've chosen that one for a reason. And so you um, often with those kinds, you want to demonstrate your reasons for choosing that particular program and then why you think you'll be successful in that program. So again, but the self-reflection comes in there and the, the demonstration of self-knowledge of kind of like, look, I've researched this program. Um, it, it, uh, I know something about it um, and I know myself. And I know my skills and my abilities and my, um, my, you know, values or whatever. And here's how the two go together. You know, so that shows them that I've made an informed and educated decision by taking this, this course. <laughs> I'm not just kind of like, you know, closing my eyes and choosing it's hoping it. for the best. Yeah. Right. And so one more as well. Um, international students. So say I myself am going to the States. Are there completely different scholarships that I have to apply for? or are they kind of around the same? Um, uh, well, most of the ones for in Canada are for students who are Canadian students entering Canadian universities. Now, there are ones for students who are going abroad to different universities, um, fewer of those, but, they, uh, but I believe they do exist, again, not my area of expertise, but also the university or the, the college that you are 
you know, your destination college or university, they should be the ones who are recruiting you yeah. <laughs> into, their, um, into their institution. So, um, you know, they should have something available for you as well. So if an international student is coming into Canada, are they able to apply for most of the Canadian scholarships as well? They're not able to apply for most of the ones that we that we as Canadians um, have. Oh, okay. Um, but there are some that they are eligible for, and some universities who actively, you know, have international um, scholarships for students. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me today. Uh, that was very informative, and I wish I applied for scholarships when I was <laughs> going into university because it well, probably could help me. That's the reason why I started doing this because I talked with thousands of students and many of them didn't know anything about scholarships and they're really missing out on opportunities. So I, don't, I just don't want that to happen. So Well, a lot of it for me was I just didn't think I was good enough as a student yep. to apply for them, but it yep. seems like that doesn't really very apply common. to a lot of these. Yeah, yeah, very common way for students to think. And it, it's simp it used to be that scholarships were only for top students, but it is definitely not that way anymore. Because I was like, I don't have a 97, I won't get any money. <laughs> yep, that's very common. But it's like I say, it's not the case. And, you know, like I say, other than some of the top ones in universities, the, the grades are often the least important thing that they're looking for. It's all about who you are as a person. Right, and how you communicate that. Yeah, <laughs> show your work, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, it was very informative. Okay, thanks, James. Thanks. No problem. Have a great day. You too. This has been the Student to Student Podcast. For more content to help you get the most out of your student experience, follow me at J underscore Odota and visit studentlifenetwork.com for exclusive deals, scholarships, and giveaways like Canada's Lucky Student, the largest student giveaway in Canada.